Welcome to episode number 48. It is Fonger News on the Student Manager, and we are in the midst of a global pandemic. And guess who we're going to call? We have not talked to him probably since March. Phone's ringing. My good friend. Hello. My good friend, John Smith, the coach at Cal Poly. What's up? What's happening, sir? I was just telling my audience, I was doing my intro. I said, we haven't talked. And uh, last time we actually were, you know, we, we've been together, but we really haven't been on live on the podcast since March when everything shut down. That was nine months ago. Time's changed. Yeah. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. It, it, it's, it's really changed. So let's, we're, we're going to get into a lot of stuff. We've, we've been talking the last nine months, and I, I just appreciate you doing this for me. Uh, you played yesterday. Uh, you beat San mm-hmm. Jose State. You're now two and two. And uh, did you really think college basketball was going to happen? I did not. I didn't even think our game yesterday was going to happen. Um, you know, as these Christ, uh, cases continue to rise, and with unfortunately what happened to the kid in, in Florida, and you know, I'm keeping him in prayer, and yeah. hopefully it's, it's not connected to anything coronavirus wise, and hopefully, you know, he he's okay. But um, I just don't know where we're going with it, and if we need to continue. To be honest with you, well, well, you know what? I, that was going to be one of my questions. I was going to ask you a, a few more, but let's just get right to it. In my opinion, I know my answer, but should college basketball be playing during this national coronavirus spike that's causing games to be canceled and teams to scramble on a daily basis? Not unless we were going to do it like a bubble situation, like the NBA and WNBA is. And obviously we don't have the finances to do it that way. So if we can't do it that way, then why are we doing it? Right. You know, because um, you risk too much of, 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 because we don't know where the virus, how it's transferring, and the the side effects of it, the long term ramifications of it, we don't know. So, I think safety should be the first and foremost of of any student athlete that you that you're leading. And so, I, I would say we need to shut down for a little bit and, until we get a a good feel for how we can handle it. Now we got the uh, the vaccine coming out and see what what that does and and then move forward. But I think safety of our kids is first. Definitely. I agree with you, coach, put a pause on it. And I'm glad you speak out on this because I know like Jay Bylas or Jay Billis uh, was talking about it. I know coach Greenberg, my former coach has talked about it on ESPN. And I said, at the end of the day, let's be honest, they're, they're doing this, especially football. And you look at basketball, they don't want to miss another March madness. It's right. money. Right. It, right. And if students, and this is going to be a question, if students can't even go watch you all at Mott Gym, Mott Arena, and your students are playing, like that, that's when I say, all right, they shouldn't even be playing. Agree? Yeah. Yeah. It's an eerie feeling, you know, finishing the game or even starting the game and you're looking around and there's no one in there. It's, it's, it's eerie, you know, and, and it makes you realize, like, okay, what are we doing this for? So, you know, right. And, and, Go ahead. How is that like? Because I haven't, you know, I haven't had the opportunity 
to even try to get into a game, but I know how practices were. What's the feeling for you as a coach, right? I mean, sometimes you hear it on TV, you hear the background noise, and then some games you don't have that background noise. And I love when you don't because you hear everything that's going around, the screeching of the shoes, the basketball, the coaches talking. It's like almost, right, feast week, Thanksgiving, in those tournaments where there's only like 300 people anyways. But how is it for you and your players? It's weird, you know. Um, at, at the end of the day, once the ball's tipped, you know, I get locked in, and I and I try and get our players to get locked in on, you know, one possession at a time, and and just focus on doing your job the best you can for one possession at a time. But at but when you when you really get dig into the weeds, and you realize like, okay, what are we really doing this for? I know we need an NCAA tournament. I know every school is, is dying financially, but Money is the root of all evil is what I always live by, right? And yeah. and money cannot be the driving factor when it comes to kids' safety and kids' health. That's just that's just me. I agree with you 100%. And I would have to follow up because I know you were looking at Santa Clara was going to be a away game. Mm-hmm. And then they mm-hmm. moved to Cal Poly. You're going to play at San Jose State. And then the whole Santa Clara County shut down. Like, wh- how do you and most of your team are 18 and 19-year-old kids. How do they respond? Are they just resilient? I've always thought about that. If I if that happened when I was our student manager, like, did we just go with the flow? Like, how is it like communicating yeah. that to your team? And what is it? What's going on? You know, and, and uh, once again, I'm going to take it from a safety standpoint. Mm-hmm. And, and I always try and transfer transfer the message to the guys and, and let them realize like, Hey, we're probably in one of the safest areas in California. Yes, you are. So if we're going to continue, if we're going to continue to play basketball, why not play here? So let's, let's take advantage of the situation by staying safe and getting to do something that we love to do every single day. So if we're going to play, let's, let's focus on that, you know, and, and they, the kids want to play, you know, they have never heard me say what I just said on, on, on your podcast. You know, so they want to play. So we, I just try and get them to focus on, you know, um, the beauty of bringing people to the the greatest coast, which is the Central Coast, <laughs> right. and uh, and and uh, getting opportunities to play teams here. You know, so now I I, I was with one of your associate ads the other day, Ashley Offerman, uh, and mm-hmm. we were talking about other schools and universities coming out there, staying because you're right, it's the safest place and kind of just creating and playing their own basketball games. Is that taking place or mm-hmm. was that just a thought? Like San Jose State um, and some other colleges up in the Bay Area. Are they coming down and staying and playing out there when you guys aren't playing and practicing? Santa Clara has. Okay. Um, Santa Clara practiced for quite a bit of time. And Santa Clara women have been here for, um, they're going to be here for 10 days. They're playing our women right now. Okay. And they'll play uh, New Mexico State. New Mexico State is stayed down here. So, there's three women's teams playing here now, and we're all sharing the gym. But, you know, it's, it's once again, creating that bubble situation. Right. You know, we, we get tested um, every other day, every morning, and, and I just text my guys, and I said, you know, congratulations, you guys. We, all of us came back negative, continue to do the right things. We're in the safest place, and, and let's just focus on, on, on doing it daily. But you can, you can control it if you're staying in one, in one area, you know. Right. A little bit better. How is it? Because, you know, I was just up there with you before the season started and the campus looked, it was quiet. I mean, we were there for a special mm-hmm. event, but it's not like your 
everyday feel at Cal Poly, and I love, and we're going to talk about Cal Poly. So is it just student athletes on campus? But that has to be weird for them. Say that again. You, you cut it, in and out it, on that last part. It's, you know, it's during this time, it just has to be student athletes, right? Your team, they're getting tested every other day. There's no students yeah. there. How's that? How's that? transition especially for most of your freshmen that are on campus because they still don't really know what it's like it's just student yeah. athletes on campus yeah. right they they have yet to experience what real college life is like right and and it's unfortunate for them but they understand you know what we're going through is more important um of trying to get it under control and 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 they try not to focus on it and you know we we do a a, a pretty good job of, of trying to keep them busy and, and keep them occupied but it's it's different. It's different for them, and and um, you know they're just trying to do the best that they can, you know, while we're here by ourselves, pretty much. On your team, I think I looked at the roster the other day, and I, I know some of the players. Ten out of fifteen of your players are either freshmen or sophomore. Um, yeah. Let's, let's get let's get into it because I'm excited. I'm really excited since yeah. I've gotten to know you. We talk about the team. We talk about the recruits. We talk about what's going on. And I know I can't get up there and watch your games, but I'm always checking the stats and and seeing what's going on. They're freshmen, sophomores. What what are you selling? What what are they? What are the kids buying into? You know, the the main thing is is being part of a a, a program that they have direct line of changing the trajectory of a program, mm-hmm. right? And and when you rebuild a program and and the way that we talked about it, we wanted to do it with high school guys. You know, being at Cal Poly um, is a, a very affluent, high academic school. And, you know, we, 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 we targeted, you know, student athletes that can handle the rigors of the academic portion, but they can really play basketball as well because it gives them an opportunity to grow together for four years. And like you said, 10 of our 15 are, are freshmen and sophomores. And can you imagine when they're juniors and seniors? And this is what I, 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 I talk to them about. When you're juniors and seniors, you're coming in and practice. You're not trying to learn our system anymore. Right. You are now teaching it to anybody behind you, you know, and it's that each one teach one mentality. And you're, you're, you're lifting this program up basically with your two hands and, and with the, your buddies that you came in with. And, and that's how you leave a legacy. It's not about wins and losses. It's about changing the trajectory of the program um, with with your work ethic and, and who you are. And, you know, their junior and senior year, <laughs> I have a feeling they're going to be really, really special if we can stay healthy. And, you know, that's the key. You know, it's trying to keep them to you know, stay healthy and, and stay together. And they love each other. They love being around each other. No one's worried about who's getting shots. And, and that's – they're – they're creating their 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 culture that, the way that's chemistry. That's chemistry, coach. Mm-hmm. And you're building it. Mm-hmm. And you know it's amazing because you're talking about building a program. You know my uh, daughter Julia. She's at Wisconsin, and I follow their program a lot. They're returning, you know, all five seniors, right? And that right. makes a huge difference. And people are talking about the games are canceling. They lost the Marquette the other night, and I said, you know what? At the end of the day. They're going to be fine if we ever get to a Big Ten tournament or March Madness because you want leadership and you want you want people that have been there with you before 
Uh, and if you got five seniors and you're talking about four years from now, that means my boy mm-hmm. Prue's going to be there. And you got Cameron Pierce and Brantley Stevenson, the three, the three freshmen mm-hmm. that I just, you rave about them a lot too, but the, those are the three yeah. that I'm really, uh, following closely just because I've seen them during their high school and, and, and yeah. you, you've been recruiting them for a long time. So th- they've been with you for a while too. Right. Right. And, and I think Prue cop is, is, is going to be really, really special. And right now he is, um, in in his mind, he thinks he's struggling, but I don't think he's struggling. He can score it with anybody. He is he is thrown to the wolves early, and he's learning how to defend and compete at this level. And you know, by the time he's a junior, ooh, not only could he score, but he can compete and defend at this level. Not only a junior, sophomore year, next year, maybe even next month. I mean, he's learning that fast, you know. And he's and he's he wants to be on the floor as as opposed to someone that comes in oh i'm just a freshman i'm just here for it no he is competing night in and night out trying to get five minutes you know so that's what i love about this group that's what i love about this group they are competitors and that's how you win all right is cal poly a sleeper this year in the big west behind uh, let's just be honest i look at the tier one i think it's going to be uc irvine and uc santa barbara if you guys get to the big west and finish it and, and the way the schedule is is Cal Poly a sleeper? Where do you see this team? You know, we, we just try and focus on, once again, you know, one day at a time and, and getting better. As you can tell from game one to game four, mm-hmm. for us, we have improved drastically every single day. And if we, every single game, every single day. And if we continue to do that, yeah, I think we could be a sleeper. But yeah, UC Irvine and UC Santa Barbara are, are definitely on a different level because of their maturity and their veteran status and, and um, you know, where their programs are at. And we're getting there. But on any given night, anyone could be anyone else. And, and that's what we're after. You know, and if we put ourselves in position to have an opportunity to do that, then watch out. Well, let's, let's see if we get through the season. And as you said, just – it's about the yeah. health and safety first. I want to talk mm-hmm. about, because most of, you know this, most of my followers are high school students and parents, and nine yes. months have passed. Let's talk about mm-hmm. recruiting. How, and this could be not only for basketball coach, but this could be for other high school students and coaches and parents listening. Uh, how are you yeah. and your staff recruiting players during the last months, uh, the, the, during the last nine months? You know, we've been doing a lot of, uh, phone calls and zooms and, and, and trying to follow kids on, on streamline if they're, if they're playing anywhere, unfortunately the state of California is not doing that. Um, um, but you know, we've done our homework with kids in the state of California. And if you're a kid that, that, that is in California, not playing, um, in one of these events, you know, I would reach out to coaches and, and, and try and get a feel for what they're looking for in, in terms of, not this year, but the year after. Um, and don't shy away from, from even have to do it a year JC or a year prep because with everybody getting the year back, it's created a log jam for some programs. Not, not for us because we have, um, uh, four seniors that are, are looking to move on. Um, so we purposely saved two scholarships. So if high school, if, if high school kids get a chance to play in the, in the, in the spring, um, then we're going to go out and, and really look at every high school event, no matter where it's at. So I say to the, the kids that are in that situation, stay patient, um, continue to work hard, 
continue to work on your academics, you know, make sure you, you, you're eligible and, and continue to put in the work. And hopefully in April in the viewing period, if you get a chance to play, you know, reach out to schools and let them know where you're going to be at. So besides some of the things you mentioned, how can they, I, I kind of have an idea if I was a parent giving advice to a, you know, student athlete, but how can they separate themselves and stand out during this time? Any one piece of advice or maybe something you've seen from a recruit that said, whoa, that caught my eye and attention. Yeah. You know, people think that we don't look at film, but we do. I mean, get creative. Um, there's things that, that we're always looking for in terms of the kid. Everybody thinks it's all oh, the skill level, shot making, this, this, and that. You know, one kid sent me a film of him, uh, his conditioning workout, rebounding, defending, getting up shots, mm-hmm. uh, and tests along with his, his, his transcript and showing me that he, he can handle the, the rigors academically here at, at Cal Poly. You know, and, and then attached who he'll be playing for in April if it, if, if it happens. You know, so getting creative and showing, showing coaches of, that you're more than just a basketball player uh, and, and they're, you're passionate about trying to be here and, and, and where you want to go. You know, having it. a plan. Right. You got to have a plan. And, and those are the ones mm-hmm. that are separating themselves. I talked to high school students just trying to go to college normally. And I said, you know, what you mm-hmm. should be doing is trying to reach out to the regional counselors uh, locally or the mission directors and just let them know you, you might not be able to go visit on campus, but hey, mm-hmm. I, I'm very serious about your school. Uh, let's mm-hmm. talk about Cal Poly because we've talked about this before. It's a hidden gem. Uh, yes. and we've talked about, you know, maybe without students on the campus right now, the vibe and atmosphere has been kind of, kind of lonely, <laughs> kind of different, but yeah. you've been there for almost two years now. What do you like mm-hmm. and what would you improve upon? Well, I love the, the community feel, you know, this is, this is a community that just loves eats, drinks, sleeps, Cal Poly. And if, if I'm a parent trying to send a kid here, I, and I always preach this, and I say this in the recruiting thing, and that, and I truly mean it. You know, people can say it, but you, you have to be able to back it up. This is a forty-year degree, not a four-year degree. And what do I mean by that? There's a a bunch of alums that just love this place, and anybody that lives here loves this place, and they're willing to help student athletes beyond the basketball court in any way, shape, or form. If you get a degree here, they'll they'll link you up with someone that that is in that field. You know, we have the learn by doing model where they, they, there's a ton of internships. One of our, our guys is, is majoring in engineering. He's going to intern every summer with it. one of the top engineering companies ran by a Cal Poly alum. But those are the types of things that you get from being at Cal Poly and being in San Luis Obispo. And then the area is just, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's so picturesque and it's the happiest place on earth is what Oprah tagged it, you know, with five beaches surrounding it and, the, the weather's always in between 72 and 88, you know, and it, it's a, it's a great place to be, you know? So, um, but it's, it's amazing. Without, it's a beautiful place. It is. It is, you know, and, but without, um, students on campus, you still have all that, you know, and you can imagine well, what it, what it's like once we get back to some normalcy, which it looks like we're going to have all the students back or the majority of them back in January. So, and, and the school has prepared themselves to do that by offering testing to every student every week and, and 
clearing out a dorm to have it quarantined and uh, and the the protocols of cleaning classrooms and cleaning I mean it is phenomenal of of what this school has prepared to do to get students here back here right so I'm gonna put you on the spot what's your favorite place to eat at Cal Poly <laughs> oh man that, that so I, I'm a sushi eater and there's a place in downtown on Monterey called Shin Sushi okay and 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 it's one of the owners was a Cal Poly uh, grad, and and I that's my hideaway. I love going there and eating sushi. It's right by the Fremont Theater, um, and uh, that's one of my places. And obviously, everybody loves Firestone. Yes, but you know? everyone goes so, there though. That's all the families. They go. Oh, we're gonna go to Firestone. We're gonna especially yeah, like on family yeah. weekend. But there's no family weekend happening yeah. this year. So that means no. the next time I'm out there, we're gonna do sushi together. That's what we're going to do. Sushi yes, and sir. golf? You better. Yes, sir. You know it. <laughs> after the season's over, after you're building that winning program, I, I, I have a question <laughs> because you came from the community college level. The biggest transition, yes. uh, especially you know for the coaching uh, aspect of it, as well as like a, a JC player coming to a, a, a you know, university D1 program, what's been the transition like? You know, it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been pretty good um the the thing for me at the community college level you 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 kind of break them down to build them up as quick as possible right and and right when you get them when you need them they leave you know after two years and when my time at fullerton and my time here you know i've been spending more time building up and less time breaking down because you're getting kids that that are here because they they're, they're able to handle the academic process or they're, they're maybe behind physically, but not athletically or academically or at the JC level, it could have been all three categories that they were, they were behind and you had to really build them up in all three categories. So um, the difference has been that being able to connect with guys right away and start building them for the future. It's like having a, uh, a, a cocoon, you know, you see, you see that caterpillar trying to bust through the cocoon and, and it's just not ready yet. Not ready yet. Not ready yet. Not ready yet. And then finally do that, that butterfly that <laughs> built the strength yes. in their wings and, and they're flying, you know, and that's what this, this level is like. You see it. I've, I've seen the progression of kids that we've taken our Fullerton from freshmen that are playing professionally now. And it's, it's just a, a, a gratifying feeling. I like that. And, and, and you know, what? I'm going to ask you a question. My followers, parents may not want to hear the answer, but a lot of people know I, I talk to a lot of coaches and I'll, I'll tell them, I'll say, you know what, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know how to phrase this, but a lot of parents think their kid is a lot better than they really are. Yes. If there's, if there's mm-hmm. advice, and this not only goes to basketball, volleyball, uh, any sport out there, because I've had some conversations in the last couple of weeks and they're like, well, Michael, my kid, the coach was there, the blah, blah. What advice would you give to a parent right now of a high school student that let's not one of those five star, four star, three star that's being recruited and they're getting, we'll set the stage, maybe that introductory email uh, recognition, a hello. What advice do you give them? Just to be honest with their kid and get them to understand that, you know, um, 
I feel right now this generation has been able, enabled way too much. Mm -hmm. And I think we as parents play into that. You know, um, if my kid was this, in this situation, he would have a scholarship. Da, da, da. None of us, none of us want to get fired. None of us, uh, we, we all know what we want. And, and if your kid's not getting recruited, there's a reason. And it, and it has nothing to do with, I won't say nothing, but you can't put fault on the high school coach. So just go back and, and be as honest as possible with your kids of the work ethic that it takes to get to this level and the patience that it takes to be successful at this level. Like I, I like with Prukop, I feel Prukop is going to be good. And he was one of the best at modern day for a while. Well, he's struggling right now. Right. He's struggling right now to get on the floor and it has nothing to do with anything, but he's around other guys that are just as good, you know, and, but he's going to have a great career here. And, and patience is what I would preach. Patience. If, if parents can, and kids can have patience in their development, in their own development, if they're putting in the work, it will come to light. It'll come to fruition at, at the right time. You heard it. You heard patience. <laughs> we love to preach patience, and we love the, that reality check, Coach. Uh, is great advice. Honesty and reality. Yes. I I like to refer that as cold, hard, brutal facts. Your kid ain't that good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You you said it. I said, maybe, maybe they're a, uh, low mid major D two. They're like, no, 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 no. But you know, we always have conversations and and we like to joke around that that you and I, uh, that's why I had to ask you that question. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to thank you for joining. I wish you the best on Wednesday. I believe you guys are playing University of San Diego, the Toreros up at your place. And then you're you're coming down to L.A. on Saturday, right, LMU? Coming down to L.A. Uh, on Saturday, God willing. We'll be down there to play LMU uh, Saturday at 6 uh, and then turn right back around and drive back up here and, and play Sac State hopefully on Sunday. Got it. Got it. Well, we're going to keep in touch. Again, thank you for joining John Smith, the head coach of Cal Poly men's basketball program in his second year, uh, coaching his team through this pandemic, uh, joining Fonger News on the student manager. I'd like to thank our executive producer, Murph Cargis, uh, episode uh, number 49. 49, John Smith, as in, you know my alma mater, right? I just made that up. I mean, the 49ers <laughs> coming on number 49. Yeah, I, I don't even want to. Yeah. <laughs> Coach. You know, the, I remember that. <laughs> uh, you, you, I wish you and your family the best. By the way, your daughter's doing good? Yeah, she's doing well. Um, unfortunately, they just shut down because a couple other kids, you know, contracted the virus. But she got in about three games, and she's she's done well. And they're ranked number two in the country, so... Thank you for asking, and hopefully your kids are doing well. And 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 I appreciate you and always have me on and and our conversations. And I appreciate our friendship more than anything. And Thank that's, you. That's it's all about relationship and friendships, and that's why I love having you on. You you're like my Big West correspondent. You're like my college basketball correspondent. When I want someone on, I'm calling Coach John Smith. So thank you again, <laughs> Fonger News out.